This episode of Tales from Ostlantis is brought to you by Ostlantis Premium. Don't you just hate having your favorite podcast interrupted by ads like this? Well, dear listener, you're in luck. Because starting at just three bucks a month, you can support independent Chicano media and receive ad-free episodes, premium episodes, bonus content, and access to our Discord server. Just visit talesfromastlantis.com and click Go Premium, or follow the link in the show notes. And now, on with the show. You must excuse me. I've grown quite weary. This hasn't been easy, I know. But you've learned a lesson. A lesson in honesty. Honesty to yourself and honesty to others. That lesson will stand you in good stead all your life. I think we've all learned a good lesson. I've always heard that honesty is the best policy. Now I'm catching on to why that's so, and why that's so, and why that's so, and why that's so. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to yet another premium episode of Tales from Astlantis. We are your hosts, Curly Tlapoyawa. And Ruben Arellano Tlacatecatl. So what's going on, man? How are you doing? How's school? It's been a rough start, but we're I think we're we're finally getting to a, a place where things are running a bit smoother. There's always problems at the beginning of the semester. Oh yeah. Students, you know, having trouble accessing textbooks and logging in online to the course, et cetera, you know. Or at least telling stuff. you that they're having problems yeah. logging in. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't mean, find my homework. Exactly. Where did you I post give, that? <laughs> I give students the benefit of the doubt, but you know, it's like I, I know what's going on. So, so you hear the, that? You hear that, there, youngsters? The the first week is kind of like, well, the first day, and by the second day, it's like, all right, you need to get your act together. By <laughs> week two, it's like, that's it. We're done. We're done with the, the holding of the hands. No more games. Get on it. So, did you hear about? Chicano Heritage Month, my friend. Wait a minute. There's a Chicano Heritage Month? How did I miss this? There should be. Um, So I was scrolling through Twitter, and somebody posted that a bill had been introduced by Congress. um, Is this like the New Mexico Congress? Uh, No, this is the legit, the House of Representatives. United States Congress? for, For the U.S. of A., Wow. Yeah. I had not heard. Me either. And I wish I had heard because I would have raised a a ruckus above, you know, trying to get people to support and and get behind this bill because I don't think it was passed, but it was introduced by Representative Lou Correa. So shout out, Mr. Correa. Shout out to Mr. Correa. And where is Lou Correa from? Do we know? He is from California. Well, originally, like originally... He was uh, born in Mexico. He was born in Puebla, I believe. I have his bio here. But, but he's a re- he's a United States representative from the state of California. Yeah, from the thirty fourth district. It looks like. Okay. Wow. He, he was preceded by Loretta Sanchez. Hmm. So I looked up his Twitter. And sure enough, he said, as the son of Mexican immigrants, I am pleased to announce that I introduced a resolution today to designate August as Chicano Heritage Month. Mexican-Americans enrich 
and strengthen the rich diversity of the United States. So here, thank here. You. Thank you, sir, for doing this, Mr. Correa. And I'm, I'm curious to see how far this, uh, how far it got. But it got me interested because, you know, recently we had that episode where we were talking about how August was a good month for resistance in general. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it really makes sense that August would be Chicano Heritage Month, considering everything that went down in August directly related to Chicano identity. Right. Right. So you got the uh, Chicano moratorium, the anniversary on August 29th. We have the fall of Tenochtitlan on August 13th. We've got the Pueblo revolt locally here in New Mexico, where Indios Mexicanos, as they're uh, referred to in the colonial documents, were a part of the Pueblo revolt on both sides, apparently. Yeah. So there were... um, you know, it's, Indios it's Mexicanos. Part, it's part of our Chicano history. It's part of our heritage. Absolutely. And so we had we have a lot of cool stuff. You know, signs of resistance going on in August. So I looked into Mr. Correa and I found the wiki page, and uh, it says. Correa's paternal grandfather came to the United States from Mexico to work for the Southern Pacific Transportation Company in the 1910s. His grandfather settled down in the U.S. and started a family. During the Great Depression, he returned to Mexico with his American-born children. Years later, Correa's father got married and moved from Mexico to California. Correa was born in East L.A. Excuse me. His mother was killed in a car accident in Mexico when he was two. This resulted in Correa and his father moving to Zacatecas. Five years later, he and his father moved to the Penguin City neighborhood in Anaheim, California. Correa's family unit comprised his father, sister, and an aunt he called mom. Correa's father worked at a cardboard factory. His aunt cleaned hotel rooms, making $1.50 an hour. The family moved regularly due to the cost of rent. That sounds very familiar. Yeah. Correa started second grade speaking only Spanish. He struggled to learn English initially, but became fluent over time. He graduated from Anaheim High School and earned a Bachelor of Arts in Economics from California State University Fullerton and a Juris Doctor and Master of Business Administration from the University of California, Los Angeles. He's currently the representative, California Senate from the 34th District. So, how long has he been in, in office? Do we know? Uh, since 2000. Well, let me see. It's hard to read the way that they've laid out the wiki page, but since at least 1998, doing different things. Um, so he's been involved in politics since 1998. At least, right, that, that the wiki says. Right. I mean, <clears throat> in public sound, service. Yeah. Public service. Yeah, in, in an official capacity. But it sounds yeah. like, I mean, if Homeboy's, you know, introducing Chicano heritage. Uh, I wonder, I, I mean, think about it. Since 19, I mean, he's obviously been active before 1998. But, you know, here we are. It's what, 20 something, 24 years down the road. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, like, what prompted him all of a sudden, after all these years, to to initiate this, to... Yeah, that's a good question, right? 
I wonder if he's tried to do it before. Introduce his resolution, see see if it has any... Yeah, that would be a good question. Like, has has this occurred before? Has he tried doing this before? Or maybe is he trying to follow in someone else's footsteps, perhaps, that was doing this before? Yeah, that's an excellent question, Dr. Adiano. Maybe some of our California listeners could fill us in if they know anything about this. Yeah, please do. So I thought it would be cool if we read the resolution as introduced it's a house resolution 1291 the 117th congress second session recognizing the significance of chicano heritage month and then it has a list so it was introduced july 27th and then it has a list of all of the people who um supported it or uh co-introduced it i don't know how this works but i could see um grijalva's name is on there um, not too many other people that I recognize, though. But I thought it would be cool if we read it. So we'll just go take turns, line by line. Resolution. Recognizing the significance of Chicano Heritage Month in August as an important time to celebrate the significant contributions of Mexican Americans to the history of the United States. Whereas the term Chicano was previously used to insinuate inferiority, but was later transformed into a term of empowerment used to embrace the and uplift Mexican-American identity. Whereas the Chicano movement, or El Movimiento, in the 1960s advocated for the social and political empowerment of Mexican-Americans. Whereas Chicanos have contributed towards significant technological and scientific advancements in the United States. Hell yeah, we have. Whereas physicist Albert Vinicio Baez co-invented the X-ray reflection microscope in 1948. Whereas Ellen Ochoa was the first Hispanic female astronaut and the second female director of the Johnson Space Center. And shout out Ellen. Right. Whereas prominent Chicano leaders spearheaded the fight for labor rights and education reform. Whereas in 1954, the Supreme Court ruled that exclusion of eligible jurors due to their ancestry of national origin violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment in the case of Hernandez v. Texas, which was the first and only Mexican-American civil rights case heard and decided by the United States Supreme Court during the post-World War II period. Whereas in 1946, the Supreme Court issued another landmark ruling in Mendez versus Westminster School District of Orange County that declared school segregation of Mexican-Americans illegal. Whereas John J. Herrera, an experienced Houston trial lawyer in and 21st president of the League of United Latin American Citizens was the attorney who won both of those landmark Supreme Court cases. Damn, shout out John Herrera. Whereas, yeah, whereas Dolores Huerta and Cesar Chavez are prominent figures in the labor movement and advocates for workers, immigrants, and women's rights. Whereas Ruben Salazar, a significant civil rights advocate for the was the first Mexican-American columnist for the Los Angeles Times and the first journalist to shed light on the Chicano community through mainstream media. Shout out Ruben Salazar. That's right. Rest in peace. 
whereas Sal Castro, a high school social studies teacher, initiated and facilitated the East Los Angeles walkouts, which advocated for the teaching of Mexican-American heritage in schools by highlighting the racial inequalities in the Chicano community and instilling cultural pride into his pupils. Whereas Sal Castro's then student, Paula Crisostomo, is credited as the first student to walk out in protest of the unequal education that Latino students received and led her peers in five East L.A. high schools in walking out of classes in the first mass protest against racism ever undertaken by Mexican-Americans. Respect to Paula. Whereas Chicano entertainers and artists have shaped American culture in the United States. Whereas Emigdio Vasquez from Orange, California was known as the godfather of Hispanic artists and painted over 30 public murals in central Orange County. Most notable are his art contributions to Santa Ana City Hall. Whereas Selena Quintanilla Perez, also known as Selena, was called the queen of Tejano music and contributed tremendously to American music and fashion in the late 20th century. Shout out, Selena. Hell yeah. Whereas, as of 2019, approximately 37 million Chicano immigrants reside within the United States and comprise about 61.4% of the United States Latino population. We'll be back after a quick break. Have you picked up your Mexica calendar for the year 12 Flint? Or how about a paperback copy of The Four Disagreements? Just visit talesfromastlantis.com for all the latest merchandise and show some love for your favorite podcast. That's talesfromastlantis.com for all the latest merchandise. Now, back to the show. Whereas the Chicano population makes up 12% of the United States while facing a disproportionate amount of representation within the public and private sectors. Whereas the city of Santa Ana, California has a majority Chicano population. Whereas in 2021, the city of Santa Ana, California was the first major city in the United States to declare August as Chicano Heritage Month. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. I yes. do remember that. Yeah. Okay, this is making more sense now. Whereas the Chicano community values family relationships, which encourages a sense of camaraderie and companionship within each household and serves as a means of embracing Mexican lineage, and ensuring principal traditions from Chicano culture are instilled in the younger generation. Whereas systemic prejudices targeting the Chicano population are becoming especially apparent as domestic terrorism attacks surge as seen in the 2019 shooting in El Paso, Texas. Whereas the elimination of Chicano discrimination requires the awareness and acknowledgement of the community's struggle and the culmination of decades worth of marginalization now therefore be it resolved, resolved that the house of representatives 
<laughs> recognizes the significance of Chicano Heritage Month as an important time to celebrate the significant contributions of Mexican Americans to the history of the United States. Recognizes that Mexican Americans enhanced the rich diversity of and strengthened the United States and acknowledges Chicano Heritage Month and encourages its observation with appropriate events and activities. And I would end it with Consafos Ike. <laughs> damn, man. That that beginning there, those first few, I was getting goosebumps. Like, damn. Yeah. This is bad. The only thing I don't like about I mean, I guess he has to because he's a politician. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Do I really have to? Do I? Yeah. I mean that's how I felt reading it too, but you know, I know how the game is played. Right. But damn, man, this is powerful stuff. And so, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to. I, I do remember hearing about this uh, Chicano Heritage Month out in, uh, where was it again? Um, Santa Ana. Santa Ana, yeah. I do remember that. That was last year, right? Yes. Well, recently, this year, um, a good friend of mine, Luis, I don't know if he wants me to say his last name. But uh, from northern New Mexico, got Luis, the city Luis of... Luis Equis. <laughs> yeah, Luis Equis. If you're listening, shout out. Uh, he got the city of Española to declare uh, August 29th Chicano Heritage Day. Ooh, maybe they can change the name to Chicanola. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, what's funny is Española, New Mexico, most people hear that. And they, you know, especially if you're from New Mexico, you have this idea this myth of spanish heritage like pumped into your brain since you know grade school so when you hear about española new mexico people think well, like oh it must be related to like a spanish colony or you know it's part of the spanish heritage of northern new mexico or whatever wait but it's not no sir in reality it's directly related to the anti-mexican discrimination that was happening back in the day um and i don't know what year specifically this happened but you know so you would open up a restaurant you couldn't call it a mexican restaurant right and call it a spanish restaurant or this wasn't mexican food it was spanish food so you had this uh railroad i believe up in española that was bringing all these people through town and this guy and I, I even think he was a white dude he got the idea to open up a mexican restaurant up there but he called it la española and so the name stuck and hmm. he started that's how the town got its name after that's this old interesting restaurant. i never knew that about that i've always been curious about the name and I, like you said i always assumed it had something to do with the the fantasy Spanish heritage of northern mm -hmm. New Mexico, but but yeah, that's a cool story, bro. If it's true, <laughs> yeah, better if it's true, true, right? If if we have any <laughs> fact checkers out there, <laughs> if it's I don't know, I'm I'm still a little suspicious about that. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. Well, yeah, man. So uh, this was very cool, Chicano Heritage Month, and you know what? As duly designated representatives of the Empire of Atlantis, I say, fuck it. We we hereby declare August to be Chicano, Chicano Heritage, Heritage Month. Month. Hell yeah! Henceforth, from now and until the end of time. The end of time, baby. So thank you guys for joining us. 
for another premium episode of Tales from Aslantis. If you support the show, please share it with your friends. You know, even if you can't become a, a, a Patreon supporter, you could share it on social media, tell your friends about it. But if you were so inclined, we encourage you, please check out our Patreon. For only three bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes, premium episodes, and a lot of cool bonus content, like access to our Discord community, which is a lot of fun. That's right. Till then... You know what I like to say about the truth? The truth is like medicine. It doesn't always taste good, but it's always good for you. Chicano power. Timoitase. Take 
soy puro mexicano. Thank you for listening to Tales from Atlantis, a project of the Chimali Institute of Mesoamerican Arts. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a Patreon supporter. You can do this by visiting talesfromastlantis.com and clicking support the podcast. Your continued support will help keep the podcast ad-free and independent. Until next time, Timoitase.